You're listening to The Jay Barker Show on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. More important than what you do. The only way that you're going to have any kind of success in your life, you have to buy into a process of what it takes to reach a goal. How can I be the best I can be at what I do? How much of your time was spent and how much was it invested in your goal? Can't do it unless you can overcome adversity because that's what makes great things great is the things that you had to overcome to accomplish them. We have about five choices in our life, and everybody has a choice as to what they want to do and how they want to do that. But if you're going to be excellent or elite, you got to do special things. You have to have special intensity. You have to have special focus. It doesn't matter what God-given ability that you have, but without the rest of it, I'm not sure you ever get excellent or elite. You have to have toughness. What does it take to break you? I don't care what circumstance you're faced with. What does it take to break your focus, to make you give in? You're tired or you don't feel like giving effort or finishing the play like you should? I'm not saying it's our goal to try to break you. It's just the way it is in football. It's going to be difficult. You're getting yourself ready to play at a high level. And just because you got beat on the last play, that can't affect the next play. That's breaking you. Your frustration is breaking you. What does it take to break you? We should help others. We should serve other people all the time. You cannot be a leader and affect other people if you're not willing to serve other people. Think of our lives as every day we should appreciate the opportunity that we have to accomplish and affect something. Earn this. Everybody made all these sacrifices for you to live. Go live a good life. Be a good father. Help other people. Accomplish something of significance. Make a difference. That would be my message to everybody here. Make a difference and help everybody's spirit in a positive way. God bless you and roll tight. Jay Barker led the Crimson Tide to a national championship in 1992. Winner of the Johnny Unitas Golden Arm Award and a finalist for the Heisman Trophy. Voted the SEC Player of the Year and was drafted by the Green Bay Packers. Also seeing time with the New England Patriots and the Carolina Panthers. He is the winningest quarterback in Alabama history. 35-2-1. Member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. Jay Barker brings that same championship quality and football expertise to his own radio network and show. Joining him is Lars Anderson, New York Times bestselling author, 20-year veteran of Sports Illustrated, and professor at the University of Alabama. Live from the AVX studios in Birmingham, Alabama, The Jay Barker Show. Welcome to your Tuesday. Matt Coulter here in the studio. Jay's with us. And Lars is in our nation's capital. Perhaps he's touring the Lincoln Memorial as we speak. But anyway, the show goes on. We appreciate everyone dialing us up today. Crazy Alabama weather. I, I just, you know, I, I've been here for most of my life. And um, you can't tell. Uh, this past weekend, it was 85 sunny. It was hot. Now today, I had to put on a long sleeve shirt because it's cold. It's cold. It's in the low 60s, so I don't know. Anybody's figured it out. Perhaps it's Jay Barker. Jay, good afternoon, and how are you? Jay. Oh, Jay. There, he there he is. Hello, Jay. Hello, Jay. Hey, Matt. I'm here. No? Yeah, I'm having a little bit. Yeah, I'm here. Got a little bit of issues with my StreamYard audio, but uh, I'm there now. I was getting a lot of double mat, and uh, it's not like you were coming in three times yourself. Um, I mean, tripling yourself, but uh, good afternoon and uh, welcome into everybody. We got a great show lined up 
uh, coming up. But Brian Passick at 1215, we'll talk to him about what does it mean for JQ to be staying at Alabama. Big news for Nate Oates and the Crimson Tide. We talked about it yesterday, but we'll get his thoughts on it as well. Also, Mick Gillespie will be with us from 1230 to 1. We'll get his take on all things Crimson Tide and also continue the uh, portal conversation and NIL as we continue to uh, – those continue to be big subjects all across college athletics, not just college uh, football. And uh, coming up around uh, 1 o'clock, uh, Kirk McNair is going to join us, and uh, we'll talk about something very special that they're doing and a tribute to Cecil Hurt, who uh, Matt and I have had a chance to know for many, many years, and uh, so sad to have lost him this past year and uh, just a guy that meant so much to the Alabama community. We talk about Eli Gold being the voice of the Crimson Tide. He was definitely the pen of the Crimson Tide for so many years. So uh, great that they're honoring him. We'll talk about that tribute coming up with Kirk McNair. We're presented by Top Golf of Birmingham. Go see Mark Grenier, all the great folks there. It's the bowling of this generation. You'll absolutely love it with his friends, family, coworkers for birthdays, anniversaries, bachelor parties, you name it. They can help you at Top Golf of Birmingham, a great place to go to before and after those USFL games at Protective Stadium. And your UAB games as well for those UAB fans out there. Also, we are driven by Sunny King Ford on the sunny side of the street. Go see Tony Russell and all the great folks there at Sunny King Ford. You're right, a little more chillier today, especially than the beach. So, uh, man, I'm telling you, it's uh, Birmingham, Alabama, coming in this morning. Wow, a little bit, a uh, little bit different. Yeah, yeah, and, um, and um, it's supposed to have rained sometime. Uh, I haven't seen it. Uh, must have been a light drizzle sometime somewhere, but. Um, then I think tomorrow I was talking to my son about this yesterday. He's urging me to get out on the golf course with him. And I'm just, James, just so bad. I've almost, I, mean, I, th- I think I've given up because it, it, if you can't even play well enough to, uh, keep up, <laughs> don't play. Anyway, he was saying, Matt, dad, uh, this tomorrow's going to be the greatest day weather-wise. I mean, it's like 75 sunny. Uh, I haven't looked at my app or talked to James anytime here recently, but Tomorrow's going to be the day uh, to follow up today, which is overcast and a little bit chilly. But, um, Jake, you know what's happening later this week is the NFL draft. I'm certain that, that you're aware of that. Uh, I'm just going to kind of ask you a blind question because we haven't discussed this yet. But I, I, I keep seeing Evan Neal. Now, was it right after the national championship game? He was one, top dog, big cheese. And I don't think there was a lot of question on who was going to be selected top overall. Uh, then it seems like a month or two later, he drifted down to three. Okay, maybe four. But uh, now I'm seeing some of these boards that have put him further back than that. Uh, I'm putting you on the spot. Is there something here we don't know about? Or are the NFL scouts just, are they drinking a lot? <laughs> I think the thing is, uh, I mean, a lot of people felt like that Jacksonville would take him in that that number one spot. And um, for him, he can play tackle. He can play guard. He's so athletic. I mean, just what the guy did with the box jumps and the splits at that kind of size and and, uh, and just athletic ability is just unbelievable. So I, I'm not sure. Uh, kind of, you know, I think we're going to see those type of draft boards, sometimes a little bit of gamesmanship uh, as you kind of go along. Uh, I don't always trust all the predictions. They've gotten them right maybe uh, a few picks at a time, you know, throughout the years. It's all predictions, and it's really about what the team's needs are right now. So, uh, you know, with – I think – what is it? Robinson, I think it is, is their left tackle at Jacksonville. So, you know, you got a guy like uh, Neil that, um, you know, would allow them to have another guy that could play on the other side. Uh, they've got um, – what is it? Taylor, I think, on the right side. 
Jawan Taylor. And, um, you know, so th- this could be maybe a year that he plays guard for them on that left side. He gives them even um, a lot of, uh, you know, things that they can do with him just being so athletic. So we'll see whether or not uh, that's the case, if they, they want to do that or not to, uh, you know, at some point in time, maybe replace Robinson at that left tackle. But they may make some moves. Maybe this, again, a little bit of gamesmanship heading into it. But uh, right now, if you look at the board, he is by far most athletic, probably the guy that's going to be the most protective on your blind side for a quarterback. And as you've heard me say many times before, first-round picks for me, it's like five-star athletes. Give me the office of defensive lineman. If you can create and win the trenches, you're going to win a ton of games because you can find the quarterbacks, you can find the receivers, you can find the running backs. If you can't open up the holes and if you can't protect, you can't play football. Jay, uh, Lars is a huge draft guy. I, I keep up, and I know I know you do too. But um, obviously, Neil will be the first Alabama player selected. Um, have you looked at the draft board enough to say who, who is going to be direct? I mean, we know there's going to be a lot drafted. Is Jameson Williams the next guy? Uh, I've seen somewhere he at, where he is. I think you, if you look at from – I think they've got him. Patriots is one of the teams they're looking at. I want to say the Patriots where they at like 16 or 17. I think it is somewhere down the draft draft board. But I don't have a draft board in front of me right right now as far as some of the guys. Um, but um, he, man, I'm t- that guy is if he comes back healthy, which he will. I mean, just it's just so different now. It used to be if you had a knee injury or any kind of leg injury, you really worried about. I mean, look at Waddle. I mean, Waddle was actually waddling around the national championship game, still making plays. But look how much you know he's gotten back to his speed, gotten back to where he's playing at a high level uh, for the Dolphins. So, uh, yeah, we'll see kind of how it all kind of pans out. But I will say this. This could be um, Alabama's either going to tie, they're going to get close to tying, or breaking that record. I think they had 12 that one year. I think they may get to that uh, that number, really according to probably uh, Chris Owens, Slade Bolden, those type of guys at the end of the draft in the seventh round if they're able to get picked up. Sometimes it's better, though, Matt, to go as a free agent than it is to get picked up by a team where maybe the numbers don't work out well for you at that position. So a lot of times when you get in those spots, your agents start talking to you saying, look, hey, it's better to maybe wait and just see so we can pick the right place to go. But um, who knows? We'll see whether or not we find another 199 Tom Brady in this draft. Uh, And I'm not saying a quarterback, but just those guys, they, they get drafted late, but yet still make huge impacts. I think most of the people that dial this show in are aware of why it perhaps is better to go as a free agent as opposed to the middle of the seventh round. But for those that don't, um, t- tell us why. I'm, I, I know why, but I, I've always thought it very interesting that it, in some cases it's better not to be, not to have your name called. Yeah, because a lot of times it's about filling numbers and, and they're looking, okay, we got this guy left. Okay, who's still the highest guy on the draft board? And they may look at that and say, well, well, maybe he'll turn out to be a guy, but it's really not a need that we've got. We could use him in camp for, you know, whether it's a wide receiver and, you know, whether it's an offensive lineman. But the best thing then is that if, if you're really not going to um, a higher pick where you're going to get, you know, that guaranteed money or those, which you'll get some, you'll get some signing bonuses. It's better to pick a team where you know you're going to get to that second contract, where you might have a chance to make the practice squad or that you might have a chance to actually compete for a job. So that's the key, and and you can find those teams. You can look at the rosters if you're a great agent and go, okay, these guys are getting older. This is the place to be. If he can get in there and you can work out, let them know that you can play with us. If you're talking about office line, you can play guard, you can play center, uh, maybe even tackle or whatever else. Or if you're a tight end, hey, this guy's big enough to work into being a, a left or right tackle. If you can just put some weight on him, he's that athletic. 
So just those type of scenarios, wide receivers that, you know, maybe end up going to camps for numbers so they have, can, can rest their other guys instead of going to a place where they actually have a chance to compete. And, again, you know, if you're a free agent, uh, a lot of times it's just trying to make that practice squad, trying to be able to prove yourself. And there's just certain spots that's going to be better for you than others. But uh, but I know we got Brian Passey coming up here at 12-15, Matt, so we yep. probably just need to, need to get a break. Yeah, uh, we're going to do that and uh, switch gears a little bit here because we talked about it a little bit yesterday, but I, I thought it very interesting in a long run with all the shifting being done on the Alabama basketball roster that uh, Quinterly has decided he's going to come back. Um, this guy averaged 14 points a game, a uh, point guard. Um, did not accept perhaps the leadership role that many expected, but maybe that's why he's coming back. Um, I know I feel comfortable more comfortable as a fan when i read that um because there's so many gone so uh we'll talk to the uh, he's the analyst color analyst for the alabama basketball network technically it's the crimson tide sports network and we're going to do that in just a moment you're listening to the jay barker show live from the avx studios in downtown birmingham Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Forecast a clearing sky this afternoon. Much cooler today, the high 71. Clear tonight with the low at 43. For tomorrow and Thursday, a good supply of sunshine both days with a warming trend. The high tomorrow is 76. For Wednesday, the high 81. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 66 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Back on the Jay Barker Show. Laura's taking some vacay day. And I'm Matt Coulter along with the host of this show, Jay Barker. And also joining us now, Crimson Tide Sports Network, who does so often during the season. And now, because of a particular topic, we're bringing him back, Brian Passink of the Alabama, of the Crimson Tide Sports Network. Uh, Brian, it's Matt and Jay. How are you? Doing great, guys. How are y'all? Uh, hey, we're all good, but I was really good Good. when I was, you know, scrolling through social media over the weekend. I saw that JQ was, was coming back. I'd heard rumors, but honestly, Brian, I kind of found it hard to believe at first, but it's true. Uh, can you kind of take us through the process if you know about his decision to do that? And then, uh, in large, how good is this for Alabama? It's just great news all the way around. And I was so upset for JQ uh, because it was pretty clear uh, he had made his decision to come out after this year. He's older. uh, He's been around college basketball uh, for for a while and and has a chance and still has that chance to play in the NBA. I know it is a dream of his like so many players on this Alabama roster. And so for him to go down with a knee injury and what looked to be his last college game was just a devastating injury from an emotional standpoint. I mean, you never want to have a serious injury, but obviously um, not in your last college game. And for him to decide to come back, um, by all accounts, rehab is going really well. Surgery went great. Rehab's going well. And uh, he should be back in full speed. When that'll be is to be determined. 
uh, I would, you know, just looking out, usually, you know, these things take six, eight months, uh, probably closer to eight, I would think, for a guy in his position that relies so heavily on stopping, starting, speed and quickness and agility. Uh, but that would put him back at full speed, you know, in, in a in a good spot in the middle of next season. So uh, excited for him, excited that he'll have a chance to finish on the kind of note that he wants to and uh, end his college career the right way, uh, which is exciting for him. It's exciting for Alabama. And all of a sudden, Alabama uh, gets one of the top point guards back in college basketball. So great news, and I was excited to hear about it. Yeah, it's great news. We're visiting with Brian Passing, color analyst, Alabama Crimson Tide, Sports Network for basketball. And, you know, you look at what happened, you know, going into the year last year, I think it was projected second-round NBA draft pick. Three-point shooting dropped from 43.3% the year before to 28.1%, uh, even though he averaged 13.8 points per game. I mean, do, do any of that projection-wise changed enough for him, or do you think it's more than just that, that he wanted to come back and say, hey, I can I can improve my draft stock, um, you know, and also have another year with the Crimson Tide? Yeah, I think all of it probably went into that decision. Yeah. And, you know, my guess, and I haven't spoken to JQ, uh, but my guess would be just the fact that, that there's unfinished business and he has a chance to uh, win another championship, which I know is very important to him, uh, and put himself in a position, in the best position possible, uh, to make that transition to the professional level. And I think when you look at a guy like Herb Jones, who uh, has proven that it's okay to stick around college basketball a little longer than, than most uh, higher draft picks or NBA uh, all-stars. You know, but Herb stays for four years, and, and I think some of that probably had to do with the fact that he had some injuries. Uh, otherwise, I'm not sure if he would have stayed four years, and things could not have worked out better for Herb, for Alabama, and for the Pelicans. You look what he's doing, and a uh, big game tonight, and mm-hmm. the Pelicans have uh, – gone much further and are in a position that nobody thought they would be, uh, especially without Zion Williamson, uh, not on the roster and, and not available because of injury. And a big reason for that is Herb Jones. And he has had a spectacular rookie year, one of the best defenders, most versatile players in the NBA. Uh, so I, I think that is a role model uh, that you can come back, play four years, and have a chance to not only make it in the NBA, but really thrive because what you were able to do and how you were able to develop uh, under Nate Oates. And a big reason for the recruiting success that Alabama has had, top three recruiting class coming in, uh, some of the a player, maybe players coming in, in the transfer portal, uh, is because this is a system and this is a, a coaching staff uh, that can develop you for the next level and for players that want to go on and play at the highest level in the NBA, Alabama is a great place to be, and it's also a great place for players to return to to try to get to that level. Brian Rojas last year went towards ACL, I think it was in June or July, returned by January. So it shows you how good the training staff is, the sports science at Alabama, and all they do to get their players back on the court. But you brought this up, you know, it's pretty amazing. He'll turn 24 in November. Five-star prospect in 2018 class, McDonald's High School All-American. 
he actually committed to Arizona initially before decommitting. And uh, that was amid that, I guess, what FBI investigation into assistant Brooke, uh, Book Richardson. But he played one season at Villanova before transferring to 2019 Alabama. He then set out his first season after unsuccessfully applying for that NCAA waiver to uh, be able to uh, play immediately. But, man, about to be 24, a lot of experience, a lot of uh, understanding of the game. I mean, you're talking about tremendous leadership for this team that he brings back. It's pretty amazing. And to be 24 years old, I mean, would you like to have been playing at 24 years old in college? <laughs> I would I would have loved it, and I would love to have the future that Javon Quinterly has. And, and I'm sure yeah. this isn't exactly – the path uh, that he had in mind. Uh, but guys that have talent, the right attitude, the right work ethic, things seem to work out for guys like that. And Javon Quinterly is definitely uh, one of those types of people and players. And I expect him uh, to work incredibly hard to get back, not just to the level that he was at before the injury, but even improve on that. And you mentioned his numbers uh, shooting numbers were a little bit down this year. Uh, he'll be able to really spend extra time working on his jump shot as he gets back to full speed uh, once once he, he continues to, to, to work and, and uh, get his rehab where he wants it. So I expect that number to go up. And, and, and hopefully, uh, like Herb Jones, uh, this could be a blessing in disguise for him uh, and really help him, propel him, uh, to where he wants to get from a career standpoint. Uh, but I, I think, it again, it's a win-win. I know Nate Oates and his staff are excited to have him back. Alabama fans are thrilled. Uh, and and I, I know that uh, guys that, that do it the right way, things work out for those uh, those players. And JQ is one of those guys. And I expect big things from him once he gets back. There may be some rust. It, it may take a little while for him to get back to the level that he wants to. But I have no doubt that he will ultimately uh, get back to that level and he'll do it in an Alabama uniform. And I could not be more excited about it. Brian passing from Crimson Tide Sports Network is joining us. I'm, this is unfair. I'm going to ask you anyway. Who do you think the, the first five out will be uh, for, for Nate when we get things going at the end of this year? You know, it's a great question, and and I'm telling you, when I say I have no idea, <laughs> I'm not sure the coaches have an idea right now. And and listen, and a big reason for that is, is because of the talent that returns, the talent that's coming in. Uh, things are still not done uh, from a transfer portal standpoint. Uh, right now, there's a couple of scholarships available, but there is going to be a lot of talent in crimson and white next year. And you know, JQ is and Herb Jones are, are, are such great um, life lessons on the basketball court uh, because of the way that, that those guys' careers have unfolded and continue to unfold in JQ's case. I mean, you look at the year he had, not this past year, but the year before, he was uh, the, the SEC tournament MVP, one of the best players in the NCAA tournament, and, and really – uh, you know, got the attention of NBA scouts and college basketball uh, as a whole later in the season, and he did it coming off the bench. Uh, so, you know, I, I'm not saying he'll come off the bench. I'm not saying he'll start. Uh, what I am saying is it doesn't really matter if, if you play the right way. Uh, and, you know, I know there will be a bunch of guys uh, that whether they start, come off the bench, 
they're going to have a chance to prove themselves. And I think you can tell players that, look, it, it doesn't, if you're in the first five, great. And if you're not great, uh, get it done when you're in the game. Uh, you know, Herb Jones is a player that obviously started SEC player of the year. I think he was fourth on the team in shots attempted. Uh, so, it, you know, it just speaks to the unselfishness of, of guys that, that do it the right way, that work hard, have the right attitude. And whether that means you're in the starting lineup, whether that means you're leading the, the, the team in, in shots, it, it doesn't really matter as long as, you know, everybody's playing the right way. Um, the team concept is in place, which uh, it, it, I fully expect that to be the case. Um, and, you know, I'm excited about the guys that are coming in. And, and it will be interesting, though. I can't wait to, to get to Tuscaloosa this summer when all the, the freshmen and, and transfers uh, get in town and have a chance to watch them work out because it's going to be an exciting year. Uh, last year, you could kind of pencil in that starting five or six. Um, mm-hmm. and, and this year, I'm not sure, at least I can't, uh, hopefully I'll have a better answer for you when, when we talk next time. But, uh, for now, I, I know this, those practices are going to be a whole lot of fun competing uh, for playing time because, uh, talent is not going to be an issue in Tuscaloosa next year. Yeah. So may I was sitting to think again, we're visiting with Brian Passy, Keller Allen, Crimson Tide, who joins us talking Alabama basketball. Chris Winkie was 25 when he went back to FSU after playing professional baseball, graduated at 28, went on to play in the NFL for a number of years, was actually a coach at Alabama, an analyst uh, just recently. And uh, Harrison, Sir Ashley's twin brother, who's quarterback at UAB, he had his COVID year, redshirt year. Now he just had surgery on his labrum, so he's got a medical redshirt year. He will start playing UAB quarterback at the age that I ended at 22, which is crazy. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Because he's, he's, a, he's a September birthday, and I'm a July birthday, so I was always the youngest, yeah. and, and I was always a late developer and all the meaning. I, I just did not – you know, I was five foot four in ninth grade, you know, six one going into Alabama and, you know, got to six two and three quarters. But it's crazy how um, – it happens. And like you said, it's how you approach it and, and how he approaches this, that, you know, this this could be the best thing that ever happened to him. Yeah, first of all, that that's amazing uh, about your son and the difference <laughs> yeah. in age between the two of you. That's hilarious. And I, I think we could probably all agree as we, we the three of us old guys sit here and w- would tell anyone in college, uh, why are you in a hurry to get out? I mean, it's the best exactly. time of your life. Um, enjoy okay. every second of it. You're going to be uh, old like us one day, so – Man, there there are worse places to be than, than Tuscaloosa, Alabama, or, or 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 the South Side of UAB and enjoying college. So I would tell my kids or any young people, don't get in too much of a hurry. I'm not saying you shouldn't graduate and work hard in school and, and do the right things, but uh, you know you you shouldn't be in too much of a hurry to get out in the real world. I, I would enjoy college <laughs> as long as you can. Brian, thank you, my man. Always Good. great stuff. Always enjoy it, guys. Thank you, Appreciate Brian. It. Thank you. All right, let me know when you get that starting lineup. I got to know. All right. <laughs> hey, we got to get to a break as quickly as we can uh, because we got the man, Mick. Mick the man. Mick Gillespie is going to join us on the other side of the break, and we'll, we'll just do a deep dive in every direction with him. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show. 
You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. One in seven men will face prostate cancer. Nearly 500 new cases are diagnosed every day in the U.S. Traditional treatments can cause erectile dysfunction and urinary incontinence. But now there's a new option, high-intensity focused ultrasound, or HIFU. Men who are really looking for an option that really preserves their urinary and sexual function are great candidates for HIFU treatment. Preserve your quality of life. Call 866-4-VITURO or visit VITUROHealth.com. Hi, it's Jay Barker for AVX, Audio Video Excellence. They are the premier provider for custom audiovisual design and installation in the Southeast. AVX seeks excellence in everything it does, including a superior employee experience. AVX offers employees an industry-leading salary, insurance benefits, and 401k options. AVX technicians also receive the highest level of certification and continue training, making it one of the most awarded and decorated companies in the industry. Career opportunities are available now for technicians in Birmingham and Santa Rosa Beach, Florida. Join the AVX team by contacting them at avxinc.com. Gary Burley here for Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. As a 10-year National Football League veteran, you can imagine my surprise being diagnosed with cancer and starting chemotherapy treatment back in 2014. I suffered from a lot of pain and offered up prayer during those days as I made it into remission. But I developed neuropathy. Anyone that suffers from this condition knows the pain is excruciating, nerve numbness and tingling along the tissue that won't heal. I tried everything for relief, folks, until my wife suggested I call Dr. Williford of Williford Chiropractic and wellness. I called at 205-909-7373 and scheduled an appointment. After three treatments, I began experiencing relief that I haven't had in years. If you're suffering from neuropathy, I suggest you reach out to Dr. Williford and his great staff at WilfordChiropracticAndWellness.com. Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. Give them a call at 205-909-7373. Balance your brain. Balance your life. Hi, it's Jay Barker. I want to tell you about my good friends Craig and Keith at Birmingham Broker. Go online at bhambroker.com. That's bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Got seven kids, man, and we had to sell a lot of cars. And these guys are looking for a lot of inventory. They helped us with all the hassle. No stress for us. They did the process as far as the sales and everything. Handled it all the way through. White glove type service. You'll love it. Again, it's bhambroker.com. Sell your car through bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Hi, it's Jay Barker for Siebel's in downtown Homewood, and now's the time to get your special place ready. Come in and let Siebel's design your porch with Kingsley Bait Outdoor Furniture and one of their custom swinging beds. For the great room, you're going to need their Carson Swivel Recliner. Siebel's is the number one Carson Recliner dealer in the country, and Sarah and I, we've got one, and we absolutely love it. Be sure also to check out their famous custom-made beds and bunk beds built by Siebel's and made up with some of their best linens in town. Their staff can truly put your bed together like no other store. You can also follow Siebel's and shop on Instagram and Facebook. And be sure to call or go by their special store in downtown Homewood. The number is 800-448-1962. That's 800-448-1962. And just for listening, go to Siebel'sCottage.com and order anything you want and type in Jay Barker for a special discount code. That's Jay Barker for a special discount code available only to our listeners for a limited time on The Jay Barker Show. Siebel's in downtown Homewood or online at Siebel'sCottage.com. 
It's Antonio Langham here to tell you about the easiest way to buy your tickets to your next high school game. Have you ever had to wait in line to buy a high school ticket or stop to get cash on the way to the game? There has to be a better way. There is. It's called GoFan. Check out GoFan.co the next time you need a ticket for your high school game. GoFan is easy, fast, and completely secure. You can buy tickets directly from your phone and just show the ticket at the gate. Download the GoFan app or visit GoFan.co now. That's GoFan.letterC letter O. Back on the Jay Barker Show. It's Matt. It's Jay. Lars taking some time off of the family. It's a good thing. Also joining us is the man, Mick the man, Mick Gillespie from Bam Insider joins us uh, for the next half hour or so just just to talk sports and stuff. Mick, it's Matt. How are you? Hey, what do you say, man? Good to talk to you guys. Uh, How yeah, many times like it's been a while. sing the song? Hey, Mickey, you're so fine. You're so fine. You blow my mind. Hey, Mickey. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Jay. I appreciate that. Did any girls ever sing uh, that to you? No. Uh-uh. They, I, well, when I was a kid, uh, <laughs> I, I would hear that on occasion. But, um, oh, you know what, Jay? Yeah, actually, yes. The answer to that is yes. I'm thinking there you about go. it. But there you you're go. talking about old guys. I heard Passink on there talking about being old. You know, it takes these wheels a little bit longer to get turning these days, you know? <laughs> I love it. I love it. You love guys, it. Hey, we, give me a break. I, I'm 10 years older than both of y'all, so I, the, the getting old thing gets old with me, okay? I take offense to that. Jay, go ahead. I'm sorry. Hey, Mick, we were talking with Brian earlier just about JQ and him coming back. I just want to get your take on that because we were just on that topic, so we'll get your thoughts on uh, the return of JQ. He'll turn 24 in November. Yeah, I was surprised, and I was excited. Uh, you know, the transfer portal is crazy. I mean, like, so many guys are leaving, and then, you know, you add the guys that are going into the NBA, and, um, you know, and I think that if he would have had better luck, he'd probably be one of those guys leaving too. But it's it's great to have him back. I mean, his leadership, you know, another year under his belt, uh, the expectations that he's going to have as a leader on the team, things didn't go down the stretch as well as Alabama wanted them to last year. And I think, like, having him back, uh, you know, on the court is going to do nothing but make the team better. And the, the biggest thing is going to be with all these teams, because of the transfers and everything else, is just figuring out who's going to gel and how they're going to do it. But he's a guy that can get you to gel a lot faster. Want to uh, switch to football. The draft is coming up this week. And I, I think all three of us are not one for a lot of conjecture without any basis or, or proof. But Evan Neal's stock continues to drop the NFL draft from one to the three or four. Now they're saying it's dropping e- even further. Uh, do you know a legitimate reason for that? Uh, yeah, that that's it. I mean, it, it just he's just this mammoth, quick, fast specimen of a human being. I can't imagine why he isn't top overall, Mick. Yeah, look, this is the same thing we saw last year with Mac Jones. And when Mac Jones got in the game and started to play, 
uh, you know, any of that criticism that was out there went away fast. I mean, he was, he, he had an excellent uh, rookie year. Um, I think Evan Neal's the best in, in lineman that's available. I'm surprised that teams are saying that he's dropping fast. I think some of it is 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 need, you know, like who who needs what, um, and then you know who knows? Like could, could it be his his scores? I don't know. He seems like he's from everything I've heard, he's one of the smartest offensive linemen that uh, Alabama had and, and has had over the years, his ability to read defenses and block. Um, you're right, he's a massive guy. Never had a, a, a lick of trouble from him. Matter of fact, he's been a leader, kind of being the opposite. So I've been surprised by that, too. I, I And I don't know why, but with that said, sometimes teams will put that kind of information out knowing that it's disinformation, fake news. Because maybe they want to take him, and they want to make some teams not think that they don't want to take him. You know, maybe there, maybe there's, you know, someone wants to trade up for him. I mean, this isn't really a strong quarterback draft, right? So, you know, the, you might see some draft day. I think you will see a lot of draft day deals, just because those first few picks aren't as aren't as valuable as say they were last year when you had all the quarterbacks that were ready to go. So, um, I, I I'm I'm surprised if that's truly the case that that teams are kind of feeling like Evan Neal isn't the type of guy you build around because I think we all know from having watched what he did at Alabama that he's an elite blocker and that you can build a franchise around him. Mick Gillespie joining us from Bama Insider and let's go through some of the guys who will probably end up being drafted. I mean this could be a big draft year maybe not first round guys that we had last year but uh, after that, Jamison Williams is really kind of projected to be the next guy. He might end up in the first round, late, mid-first round, or even could end up uh, early second round. Um, some people have him going to the New York Jets in the second round as a receiver. John Mechie, some people have him going to the Saints. Uh, you got uh, also Jalen Armour Davis, Philadelphia Eagles. You got Christian Harris, who I think can be an outstanding linebacker in the pros. They got him, some projected number Broncos in round three. Also in round three, Fedarian Mathis to maybe the Raiders. Uh, you got uh, Brian Robinson. He might end up uh, also with the New Orleans Saints and some other places I've heard of. Uh, they got him projected at round three, which I think is you know, good for, for Brian Robinson right now. I think he's just beginning to hit his potential. Uh, Chris, uh, Christopher Allen, uh, they're talking that he might be at the Tennessee Titans, a great spot. Uh, Slade Bolden maybe in round seven. Also uh, Josh Job round seven. And uh, in the, so just of those guys, who do you who do you project or who do you like the most? Well, I mean, all I'm hearing about right now is Jamison Williams, and uh, yeah. that teams really like him, and and that's, I think that's the guy that is going into this uh, with a lot of momentum from you know for Alabama or former Alabama players, you know, and and we saw that he's got elite speed, and he's going to come back, and he's going to have elite speed. He catches the ball. Alabama was a different team when he wasn't in last year. You know, let's just call it what it is. I mean, the guy was. Uh, you know, was a was a one man machine at times. You know, just getting the ball and watching him outrun, and uh, you know the way that he torched Georgia's defense in the SEC title game, um, and really until he got hurt in the national championship game, uh, Alabama was going to win, and that mm-hmm. that's the breaks of sports. But you know what? I mean, you know that I I, I truly believe that. So, um, yeah, I I could see him being a guy that that you know that ends up on a team. They take a risk knowing that he's injured uh, or healing from an injury. Um, I'm I'm definitely curious to see 
how John Mechie ends up doing in the draft. You know, I have a, I don't have a gut feeling one way or the other about Mechie. Although, you know, the more I watch uh, Bryce Young without those two guys, you know, think about the 8A game and then the national championship game when those guys both weren't in, um, and the SEC or in the Iron Bowl, you know, when when Williams was out for the targeting, you realize how good those guys are and how important they were to the team. And then you look at Alabama going and adding wide receivers uh, because you're trying to replace him. So that kind of goes to show the ripple effect that he has not being with the team. So he, he, I think he's going to end up in the first round. And then um, I'm curious about Brian Robinson, honestly, like I, I I could see him if he got like, kind of like Mac Jones, you know, if you put him with the right coach and the right system, the fact that he never fumbles the football, you know, like he, 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 he's a bruising back, you know, NFL teams like that. You know, they don't want a guy that's going to turn it over. He never turns it over. He doesn't have the home run uh, ability. You know, that's just not his game, but you know, he blocks. So he does all the little things that in the NFL, you know, like you, you might keep a guy on the roster that just come in on third down and block, you know, uh, that can t- that can carry the ball a little bit. Maybe that's him, or ma- maybe he goes to the NFL, gets in the right system, um, and um, you know, and, and ends up surprising everybody, including me, uh, and being a guy that that gets a lot of carries. But um, I'm curious just because of the work that he put in, and and he, you know, for the ability that he had, and then the effort that he gave, he's a he's a favorite of of mine. And, you know, I, I love seeing those guys that max out on effort. And you know that, like, talent-wise, maybe they're not, you know, at the level of some of the other guys. Like, look, you look at all the running backs that Alabama had, but I don't know that anyone gave the effort that he gave. And that's what sports are all about. So I'm, I'm really curious to see where he ends up going. You know, Phil Mathis, I love him. You know, it's going to be fun to see, you know, him, what, what, what it looks like. He could be a big surprise in the NFL. They, you always want somebody that can rush the passer, you know. I mean, look at the, the the Rams. You know, they won the Super Bowl. They went out and got Bob Miller. You know, and um, and they they just built this super line. And uh, and when the playoffs came, they got locked in and were unstoppable. So you're, you're always kind of looking for the next guy that's going to put pressure on the quarterback. But this draft so much different guys than last year. And then and then when you look at what next year's draft is going to be like, it's going to look like yeah. last year's draft. You know, because there's like Alabama's got first round picks all over the place on this year's football team. No question. And I will just ditto one of many things that you said, but I'll pull this one out. I'm not I'm not pulling for anybody more than I am B Rob. I, I want good things for a patient, talented guy, and there's a fit for him somewhere in the NFL, and maybe it's with the Patriots. You're listening to the Jay Barker show. We're gonna continue this conversation with Mick Gillespie from Bam Insider on the other side of this break. Jay is here as well. Top of the hour, Kirk McNair, longtime Alabama writer. Uh, he, he started in the sports information department. You know him. He's dear friends with Cecil Hurt. He's going to talk about something very special the university is doing for Cecil. And, uh, that'll be at 1 o'clock. We'll be right back.
You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. You've probably seen their clothing around town on game days, but check out Christopher Mobley on the Strip. It's luxury game day apparel redefined. It's the only place in town where you can find Todd Hoops apparel. Clothing designed for the modern-day entrepreneur, golf enthusiast, and athleisure fanatic. They've got Peter Millar, Viore, Grayson, and Miz and Main. And if you haven't tried the Miz and Main dress shirts, you've got to. You can find them at 1410 University Boulevard on the Strip. Also, they've got a great e-commerce site at ChristopherMobley.shop. So check out Christopher Mobley, luxury game day apparel redefined. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. We'll forecast a clearing sky this afternoon, much cooler today, the high 71. Clear tonight with the low at 43. For tomorrow and Thursday, a good supply of sunshine both days with a warming trend. The high tomorrow 76. For Wednesday, the high 81. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 66 degrees in Tuscaloosa. The best sports talk in the state. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. It helps to have very, very clever producers. Jonathan, Josh, here's a, on the stream yard. You see me right here on our our platforms for video. I get two thumbs up for that one. That's because the Mick is in the house. Let's hear it. Right? Okay. Anyway, uh, Jay Barker's here as well. But uh, I love it when people think ahead of the game and, and clever, and that's that's very, very well done. Uh, Mick will be with us for a few more minutes, Bama Insider. Um, let, let's real quick promote what you're doing. Uh, do you, how many times a week are you doing what you're doing, and how do people find you? Yeah, check us out on uh, Bama Insider on our YouTube channel. 75,000 people plus Alabama fans on there, so make sure you like and subscribe. We do a show every Monday night called Monday Night Quarterback. But there's shows on there throughout the week. Anytime there's a transfer and someone's coming in or going, you know, we're out putting information, videos that you can see. Kyle Henderson, one of the best in the business, uh, is our, our managing editor. Andrew Bone is our recruiting guy. He's on every Tuesday night. Trey Andy does shows on there as well. So every day we have something going on. And, uh, you know, even this time of year when, you know, we're kind of like winding things down in football, Hey, look, uh, Harold decides he's going to transfer to Alabama. Boom, we're jumping on the scene on that quick. So check us out. All right, you're a baseball guy. I, I got to ask you about the Honus Wagner card selling for $1.528 and $66 at an auction. Isn't that unbelievable? Yeah, and I'm and glad you damaged. brought that up. because Yeah, it's damaged, right. I'm glad you brought that up, though, because – during my Smokies baseball broadcasts and, and Cubs or any, any games I do, I love those stories about the, the price of old baseball cards and, and the auction uh, that goes along with them. And see, that Honus Wagner card, there's, I think there's like eight or nine of them that are in existence because when he was a player, they, you, you had, they were a tobacco card. And you know the, the story is, is he didn't want to promote tobacco because it was bad for kids so he made him stop producing those right so they're really rare i mean they're kind of like the holy grail of baseball cards even the ones that are torn up you know so uh yeah it's 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 amazing how much money some of those cards are worth there's a mickey mantle card 
his rookie card's worth a ton of money. And then, and then I don't know if you guys have seen this, but there, there is this resurgence of cards right now where people will like camp out in front of like, you know, Walmart and Target knowing that, that, that some of these cards are going to be available, like the boxes of cards. And then they, mm-hmm. they swamp in and people get in the fights over it because they've kind of turned collecting cards now into what it almost feels like stock. You know, they'll do like a real limited edition, you know, uh, production of a certain card. And it's not just baseball cards. My Honestly, baseball cards are kind of the ones that no one wants. It's like basketball, football, MMA, and WWE cards are having a, just, a, a, just a lot. There's a lot of money in those right now, especially the basketball cards from what I understand. And it's not like Pops and Dunross. It's, it's a bunch of other brands um, that, you know, Panini, I think, is one, Pinnacle. But they're but people love collecting them now, and it's and it's like after well during COVID when people were at home, it's like they fell back in love with these cards. And mm-hmm. the, the, you get a card now. Look, Matt, you'll pull a pack of cards out now, and one of the cards could be worth like ten grand. That's uh, think about that. That's kind of like going to Vegas, pulling the slot, yeah. see what happens. It is. Um, it is. And boy, does that increase sales. I'll, yeah. Um. Hey, that's a great note to end on because you know I like talking about baseball and I don't want to talk about my Braves right now. So there you have it. Uh, Mick, we'll talk to you next week or if necessary, we'll talk to you later in the week because you know we'll always call on you. But again, uh, appreciate your time very much and uh, have a blessed week. Thank you. You guys do. Awesome talking. See you guys. All right, brother. Be good. Good. Have a good call Uh, Jay, you know as well as I do, ah, it's, it's always a good conversation with Mick. Um, we're going to have a good conversation with Kirk McNair, University of Alabama, talk about what they're doing. Uh, it's a very, very cool thing um, with Cecil Hurt, who we lost five months ago. Um, outstanding person, outstanding mentor, outstanding writer. That's coming up next on the Jay Barker Show. Hi, this is Wes McClooney, owner of the New Balance Birmingham store. Achieving your personal best often comes down to how you feel. And when it comes to the right shoes, nothing feels better than New Balance. The fit specialists at the New Balance Birmingham store conduct an in-depth analysis of your foot size, shape, and gait, determining the best New Balance shoes for you. Experience the difference of custom fit today at the New Balance Birmingham store on Highway 280 next to Chick-fil-A. New Balance Birmingham. Your feet will thank you. One in seven men will face prostate cancer. Nearly 500 new cases are diagnosed every day in the U.S. Traditional treatments can cause erectile dysfunction and urinary incontinence. But now there's a new option. High-intensity focused ultrasound or HIFU. Men who are really looking for an option that really preserves their urinary and sexual function are great candidates for high food treatment. Preserve your quality of life. Call 866-4-VITURO or visit VITUROHealth.com. I'm excited to tell you about our newest sponsor here on the Jay Barker Radio Network. They pioneered the Chicken Finger Box and the Chicken Finger Restaurant. That's Guthrie's. Guthrie's recipes and processes are often imitated but never duplicated. Look, their sauce is probably the most copied sauce of all sauces of all time. And I've known this family since my days down in Tuscaloosa. And they came over, and man, I tell you, it's nostalgic even today to see my kids go into that same Guthrie's. And great family do so much for the community, but more importantly, provide the best when it comes to chicken fingers. Get out to Guthrie's today.
I want to tell you about my good friends at Southern Assurance Group. Hi, it's Jay Barker, and look, Ken Needham has done a terrific job. Local company, 205-980-1505 is their number. That's 980-1505. Again, local, you can speak with the same team every time you give them a call. Full line of products from Auto Home, Boat Life. You'll trust them. They have a great uh, deal as far as the relationships they build with their customers and 20 years with the same company and industry. Custom approach for your insurance needs. Give them a call, 980-1505. That is Southern Assurance Group. Hi, it's Jay Barker. I want to tell you about my good friends Craig and Keith at Birmingham Broker. Go online at bhambroker.com. That's bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Got seven kids, man, and we had to sell a lot of cars. And these guys are looking for a lot of inventory. They helped us with all the hassle. No stress for us. They did the process as far as the sales and everything. Handled it all the way through. White glove type service. You'll love it. Again, it's bhambroker.com. Sell your car through bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Whether it's for lunch or dinner, head out to the Cajun Steamer. It's a New Orleans style joint that serves authentic Cajun and Creole food, cold beer, and great drinks. They are known for their wide array of Cajun classics and original creations prepared in an authentic fashion. This Louisiana kitchen can have you slapping the table for more. Stop by the Cajun Steamer and sign up for your Alabama, LSU, or Auburn fan card. Eat with the Cajun Steamer while your team is on TV and use your fan card to receive a 15% discount on your entire meal. With locations in Hoover, Trustful, Huntsville, and Franklin, Tennessee, they've got you covered. Head out today to the Cajun Steamer. It's Antonio Langham here to tell you about the easiest way to buy your tickets to your next high school game. Have you ever had to wait in line to buy a high school ticket or stop to get cash on the way to the game? There has to be a better way. There is. It's called GoFan. Check out GoFan.co the next time you need a ticket for your high school game. GoFan is easy, fast, and completely secure. You can buy tickets directly from your phone and just show the ticket at the gate. Download the GoFan app or visit GoFan.co now. That's GoFan.letterC letter O. Birmingham's best Mexican restaurant for over 20 years and counting. That's La Paz Restaurant in Crestline Village and Mount Laurel. They've got a great staff. It's delicious menu, award-winning cheese dip, and margaritas and vibrant atmosphere have helped to make La Paz a local favorite. Blue corn nachos, Texas barbecue quesadillas, steak and blue quesadillas, Baja fish tacos, signature fajitas, and much, much more. So head over to La Paz today if you want a great lunch or a great dinner, and you'll find all that at La Paz, Crestline, and Mount Laurel for lunch or dinner. WTUG HD2 Northport and W265CG Tuscaloosa, Tide 100.9, and screaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Who you are is more important than what you do. The only way that you're going to have any kind of success in your life, you have to buy into a process of what it takes to reach a goal. How can I be the best I can be at what I do? How much of your time was spent and how much was it invested in your goal? can't do it unless you can overcome adversity because that's what makes great things great is the things that you had to overcome to accomplish them. We have about five choices in our life, and everybody has a choice as to what they want to do and how they want to do that. But if you're going to be excellent or elite, you got to do special things. You have to have special intensity. You have to have special focus. It doesn't matter what God-given ability that you have, but without the rest of it, I'm not sure you ever get excellent or elite. You have to have toughness. What does it take to break you? I don't care what circumstance you're faced with. What does it take to break your focus, to make you give in? You're tired or you don't feel like giving effort or finishing the play like you should? I'm not saying it's our goal to try to break you. It's just the way it is in football. It's going to be difficult if you're getting yourself ready to play at a high level. And just because you got beat on the last play, that can't affect the next play. That's breaking you. Your frustration is breaking you. What does it take to break you? We should help others. We should serve other people all the time. 
You cannot be a leader and affect other people if you're not willing to serve other people. Think of our lives as every day we should appreciate the opportunity that we have to accomplish and affect something. Earn this. Everybody made all these sacrifices for you to live. Go live a good life. Be a good father. Help other people. Accomplish something of significance. Make a difference. That would be my message to everybody here. Make a difference and help everybody's spirit in a positive way. God bless you and roll tight. Jay Barker led the Crimson Tide to a national championship in 1992, winner of the Johnny Unitas Golden Arm Award and a finalist for the Heisman Trophy, voted the SEC Player of the Year and was drafted by the Green Bay Packers, also seeing time with the New England Patriots and the Carolina Panthers. He is the winningest quarterback in Alabama history, 35-2-1, member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. Jay Barker brings that same championship quality and football expertise to his own radio network and show. Joining him is Lars Anderson, New York Times best-selling author, 20-year veteran of Sports Illustrated, and professor at the University of Alabama. Live from the AVX Studios in Birmingham, Alabama, The Jay Barker Show. Welcome into the program. Lars Anderson is taking a few days off, be with his family on some vacay. Jay Barker is with us. And also joining us is uh, one of my favorites, to be very honest with you, is Kurt McNair. Uh, if I took the opportunity right now to list all of his accomplishments and the many things that, that he has done, um, we wouldn't have time to interview him. But uh, <laughs> long time with uh, Bama Magazine, and I could go on and on and on, uh, the many things that he does. Uh, but one of the things that... Uh, he does, and the article you wrote back in December just brought tears to my eyes, and it was just wonderful. But he's a long time and very, very good friend with the the late the the late um, Cecil Hurt, and I want to bring him on because they're doing something very, very cool, and uh, this may not be the last the thing that they do in his honor. But if you can, Kirk, first of all, welcome to the show. Appreciate you joining us. Uh, also, tell us what's going to happen with the university and something else in the honor of the of the one and only Cecil Hurt. Well, I'm not sure, but I agree with you that there will be other things, and this is a, a great start, this uh, memorial uh, endowed scholarship to Cecil in the College of uh, Communications uh, at the University of Alabama. And uh, the real, I really want to give credit to Chad Mize. Chad, Chad and Cecil were uh, student assistants of mine when I was uh, in the Sports Information Office. Uh, among among many very very good ones, uh, Mark Womack, you know, and uh, Mike Bolton. I can go on and on. And but Cecil and Chad remain very very close friends. And Chad really took the bull by the horns on this. He had been with Cecil uh, throughout his illness. Uh, uh, he spoke at the funeral and did a magnificent job. And he's uh, and he's continued as a great friend in in spearheading this project along with the University of Alabama. Kirk McNair joining us, Kirk J, and uh, so great to talk to you. And um, I, I know you have so many great memories of Cecil. Can you share with our audience one of your favorite memories? Well, there, you're right. There are so many. And uh, it, it's not – Cecil, of course, as everyone knows, was a unique – and I use that word uh, knowing what it means. He was a unique personality. Uh, uh, everyone knows about how – well read he was, uh, the interests he had outside of sports, and yet he was absolutely focused on on his job 
which was chronicling uh, primarily Alabama football and men's basketball, which he loved, by the way, he loved basketball. And uh, and also putting everything into a national perspective. And, uh, you know, I just, I, I can't imagine ever anyone having a conversation with Cecil that they wouldn't take something from it. And I, and I had a lot of conversations with Cecil over the years, uh, including in the press box uh, when he would, uh, uh, he usually sat right in front of me and, and, uh, and would take two steps up to where I sat there on the corner and, and share what he thought about what was going on, particularly if it was not going well. And he, he wondered what in the world was uh, the thinking down there on the sidelines. Uh, <laughs> just, it just a, it, a marvelous sense of humor. You just, uh, uh, dry wit, but, uh, right on, just spot on with his, uh, his observations really is what, uh, I think I'll remember about Ceaseland. And it started from very early. He came to us uh, as a young student, really, and uh, and he very quickly showed that he had the stuff that it took to to get things done. I think I remember reading in your article, uh, in a tribute to him, that you guys sat next to each other during basketball games. I imagine it was quite a bit of con- conversing there, too. Oh, yeah, uh, and that was fun. Uh, he's... Uh, he would see things really that uh, a casual observer certainly would not, and I don't consider myself a casual ob- observer. But he would catch me frequently, uh, not being aware of something that was going on on the on the basketball court. Had, he had a great uh, a great eye for everything that uh, that he that he did. And uh, you know, I'd have people say, "Well." Uh, how does Cecil write a story when he's sitting there reading a book during the game? I said he's reading. He's got a book there, and it's and it's open. But I promise you, he's only reading at times that it doesn't matter. He's he's paying attention to what what's going on out there. Can you tell the folks that are listening kind of how how can they give? Because you can make a gift to this fund, and I know it's through you know, the university. I think I think it's give.ua.edu. I think I read that earlier this morning. So try give.ua.edu and uh, ua.edu, and uh, maybe you'll find it there. But uh, I don't know if you have this specific site or where to go. Yeah, I don't. I, you know, I, I just got the the release uh, today, and and I read it, but I'm not – I don't have it in front of me right now. Uh, That's fine. If I had a newspaper, yeah, get... but they're hard to find these days. <laughs> Golly, tell me about no it. No doubt. Don't get me started no there, doubt. Kirk. <laughs> uh, it's actually if you're if you're uh, streaming us right now, um, our guys have put it up, and uh, we'll put it up again, and then I will find it uh, after we come back in just a little bit and give you letter for letter the site that you can go to and, and make a donation. But uh, I think yeah, one it, thing you, that I've something read, to, it's something, it's a good donation to make. Uh, of course, anytime you you donate to a college or university, that's good, but. Uh, uh, to put it in somebody's name who was, uh, it's so appropriate that it be in the School of Communications, uh, the College of Communications yes. now, uh, where Cecil uh, matriculated. And uh, uh, amazingly, all of those student assistants we had did, and, and they loved what they were doing in our office, I think, a lot more than they loved going to class. But they all they all managed to get it done. <laughs> and so... I highly recommend a donation to this to this fund. 
Kirk, one of the things I've read uh, and knew, to be very honest with you, when Cecil was with us, is that everybody from players to coaches, head coaches, administration to the presidents, everybody trusted Cecil Hurt. And I don't think there is a greater value as a member of the media, as a sports writer, than having people say that about you. Absolutely. And I'm, you know, I consider myself old, but Cecil was old school at a young age. He, uh, yeah. he, he didn't just develop that as he grew in stature. Uh, he grew in stature in great part because of that. And I think that, uh, uh, he was a, a great example for journalists, uh, and we need more of those. And I, and I can't think of a better one, Cecil Hurt. Kirk, you had the opportunity to uh, be a part of Coach Bryant and Coach Saban, Coach Stallings, really all the coaches they've gone through. But what many would consider the two greatest were Coach Bryant and Coach Saban, and, and Cecil was as well. And I always call it, uh, we, we talk about whether it's Eli being the voice of the Crimson Tide, that you know guys like you and Cecil are the pins of the Crimson Tide. You write about it, you share the stories. And like for me, it was always just so much fun to sit down with you or with Cecil and talk about things off the field or – we just had such a different relationship um, than they do today. We, we we would actually spend hours with you guys and to develop relationships that would last for a lifetime. Uh, first of all, talk about that, just how different it is now with the players and the coaches and what it's been like even for you and, and watching Cecil through it, but just your experiences with Coach Bryant and with Coach Saban. Yeah, well, and Coach Stylings too. And by the way, I was yeah. visiting with Coach Stylings the other day at, when he was here for the rise golf tournament mm-hmm. and uh he was uh he was distraught to learn that cecil had died and uh and uh he was uh he was visibly shaken when he got that news so uh there's a lot to be said uh, as you were mentioning about uh the relationship he had with those people uh and for for, for a very long time and you mentioned that uh, things have changed dramatically since since uh the Bryant era, when when I first started, it was very hard to interview a player. It took a, it was a, almost a surprise when we were able to interview players. And then uh, Coach Bryant, uh, about the time I got to Alabama in 1970, in fact, he had loosened that up a great deal. And then, as we added student assistance, we were able to do some things that lasted a very long time, which included, and I know Jay remembers this. Uh, he'd go to lunch on uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and there'd be reporters there waiting to see him and Most maybe definitely. have lunch with him. And, uh, and uh, yeah. uh, I'll, I'll never forget, I'll never forget, I guess, the last time I interviewed Jay there, and he thanked me. And, you know, you don't get that a lot. So uh, it was a different time, and uh, we've had to all adjust to, to a bunch uh, more strict, uh, almost paranoid uh lockdown of, of players and, and and assistant coaches for that matter who were always a valuable resource uh but uh you know we sold your own you have to you have to make adjustments you can't uh, uh there's not just one way to do things and and we've had to learn to do things different ways but you still have to uh, be true to your profession and to and to that trust that you've mentioned that uh if you want to keep it, you'd better you'd better do things the right way, and uh, and cer- certainly I go back to it again and again. But uh, you couldn't ask for a better better model of that than Cecil Hurt. Kirk, 
Tell everybody how they can read and, and still get the word of McNair. Okay, well, I appreciate it very much. I'm still soldiering along here. I'm a reporter and columnist for Bama Online. We're the Alabama affiliate of 24-7 Sports. Well, and I urge you to click it weekly and uh, and read what Kirk, uh, man, uh, a true lifer when it comes to the Alabama media. By the way, here it is. It's HTTPS colon backslash backslash give dot ua dot edu slash Cecil. Thanks for the guys back in the studios for providing that, and I will give it again on the other side of this break. Kirk, it's always great to see you and always great to catch up, uh, especially on, on on a topic so valuable as this. And uh, I go to the communication school often, and uh, and I will uh, I will remember Cecil, not just for that, but for the many things that he offered as a, not just a writer, but as a human being to our Alabama yeah. culture. Kirk. Have a great afternoon. Thank you. Kirk, thank you. My best to both of you. Thanks for having me. Thank you. You bet. Old school, good school, Kurt McNair. Um, <laughs> what else we got? I, I'm going to dive into a while, and it's just the social media goes crazy. But there's one that I've just seen here this morning. Comes after the, uh, <laughs> the race in Talladega. And it just goes full, full circle on how we are with social media. And we'll, uh, you want to stay around for this because I don't know if it's, if it's irony, if it's ridiculous. Uh, actually, to be honest with you, I think it's funny. And I could get fired for saying that, I guess. I, I don't know. You have to be so careful these days. You're listening to the Jay Barker Show. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. Roll Tide, the best sports talk, period. Your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. We're forecasting clearing sky this afternoon. Much cooler today, the high 71. Clear tonight with the low at 43. Or tomorrow and Thursday, a good supply of sunshine both days with a warming trend. The high tomorrow is 76. For Wednesday, the high 81. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 68 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Back on the Jay Barker Show, it's Matt, Jay. Jay, just uh, real quick, I know you got a chance to spend some time with the vacay and family. Uh, everything go well? Did y'all have a big time? I'm assuming that you did. Man, we had a great time and uh, just, you know, relaxing to be down on the beach. But more importantly, just to catch up with the kids. I mean, they're just, we're all full go right now. And, um, you know, it's for them to get, you know, we, I kind of had them in shifts throughout the week. So that, that was good. <laughs> but, um, so, you know, it, you know, how it is, I mean, as your kids get older, um, it's not that, uh, you're not a priority. You just understand they have a lot of other priorities and for them to make a priority to come down and make that drive and to be down at the beach and just hang out together for whether it be two days, three days or for a full week was phenomenal and, uh, just absolutely loved it. And, uh, 
be honest, it's always hard to come back from the beach. <laughs> so hard. <laughs> a, a, a rainy, windy day at the beach. And excuse me, I love Birmingham. Yeah. But being down there in just about any type of situation is better than anywhere else. It is, no doubt about it. And it's so amazing how much <clears throat> things have changed, Matt, since like, we were in between Seaside. And we're kind of that Seagrove area. And a buddy of mine owns uh, a place there on the beach, and he's so gracious to uh, let us use it. And um, so we were down for the week for that. But then as you drive down, which I've got a bunch of friends that have places in Alice Beach and Rosemary, and just to see how all that's grown up over the years. I mean, Seaside was kind of like the first kind of big major development past Destin and San Destin. And now to see just kind of everything that's really – as a friend of mine's wife once said, they said, where, where are you from? She said, East Rosemary, which meant Sunnyside or Laguna. Uh, she just, she loves San Rosemary. Wow. <laughs> but that's where everything's that moving in that, that direction now. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but it's amazing what 30A is. And, and you used to just kind of drive back there and Grayton Beach was just like a little bitty small, uh, you know, yeah. beach community. And and Red Bar, I mean Red Bar was the place. Red Bar, yeah, uh, yeah. Now it's um, Chiringos. Now, now you pass Chiringos and AJ's and all that stuff. Mm. Uh, yeah, but I mean, there's there's rosemary and watercolors and uh, and what did you say, Alice? I mean, all now it goes Seaside, all the way yeah. back up to the west side of Panama City Beach. It's 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 amazing, and they uh, yeah, and Alice, you got Beach is like going those through a beaches, drive. Yeah, they don't let me drive through there. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's 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 all it's all beautiful, but uh, it's it's so great. And as long as we're talking about it um, with with your kids, and when they get older, they're always your children. You always, but it is at first you have to realize when when like your first one reaches the you know truly adult stage, um, you have been so much in their life and almost in control for so long, and then suddenly you're you're almost reaching for air. So, where are you going? Where are you going? I need to be there. And uh, you also realize that it's the that's the mama bird in the nest too. You have to be happy. They're growing. They're maturing. Um, and and, and you want that, but it doesn't make you happy. You know. Hey, come back, come yeah. back. But, uh, okay. Well, and and I think yeah, and, and the best thing about it too, and you know this is that the conversations you have when so you're the parent, then you're kind of the mentor, and then you become the friend. And now the conversations we have are so different and it's so open. And we talk about everything about all things life. And I just love that. And they tell me things that probably, um, which I'm sure, you know, most parents hear. some parents may not, but I, I just try to talk to them about, um, number one, their hearts and their faith and those type of things, but also dig into just life. You know, how are you doing? How, how are your friends? Tell me about this, whatever else. And, um, you know, my kids have been very blessed. Actually one sitting behind the, the uh, desk there running down at uh, Tide uh, 100.9 FM. Jonathan is best friends with Andrew, my oldest, and they've been best friends since they were probably in seventh oh, cool. grade, I guess, something like that. So they, uh, yeah, so he's he's uh, an amazing young man, and Andrew's had a great uh, group of friends, and so have all my kids. I mean, that's the blessing is to have people around you like that that really care about you, that really want to see you succeed. And um, my kids have been blessed to find those friends that have been there for them and they're going to be friends for life. You know, they really will. They'll, they'll be friends for life. And, you know, you talk about Alice beach. I don't know. A lot of people don't realize, but you know, Alice beach is owned by the EBSCO corporation, which is Elton B Stevens. And so Alice was Alice Stevens. And that's why it's called Alice beach. Um, Jamie Comer, who is uh, actually the grandson 
of, uh, I think, his their daughter. And then she married a Comer, so that's why it's Jamie Comer. But he owns the Hub, which is right there by, or I guess Water Sound is where that, that area is and stuff. But that whole family, I mean, what they've meant to our communities, not only in Birmingham and throughout the state, but um, EBSCO, as you know, I remember used to do all the, they did the Daniel Moores, they did all the printing for all Alabama's wow. media guides. They now own 40 companies. They're the largest fishing tackle company in the world. Um, they, I mean, it's just really? been an unbelievable story what they've done. And then now probably put, like I said, it's like going through Beverly Hills, probably the, the best beach um, um, destination that's on 30A, but probably maybe throughout the entire state of Florida that anybody's ever seen. It's unbelievable what they've, what they've done. It's just everything they do is first class. Well, like I said, I wish I could see it. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Um, is the Hub <laughs> Hub is a restaurant? Is so right? Hub is it's an area that has a bunch of restaurants, food trucks. Uh, it has like a, a, a uh, inside of that, there's like a big courtyard. And then it has a big screen up where people can actually, it has a stage where you can do it like musicians. Luke Bryan, um, and so I said Luke Bryan, a little big town. Um, Lady Annabelle, Lady A, because I can't say it anymore. Uh, Lady A, um, all the different, there, there's, I mean, so many musicians. Riley Green, they all live in that 30A area, or they have places in that 30A area. So Luke Bryan's got a cigar shop right inside the hub. So just it's a really just a cool, <laughs> cool spot. And you're you're going to run run into a lot of those folks on the beach that you probably are talking to, and you have no idea that you're talking to a lot of country music stars or athletes and guys from the South. A lot of people coming in from Dallas now and, Nashville, I mean, definitely Nashville. Nashville, you can fly about 35 minutes now, the direct flight to Panama City Airport, and then take a, a cab or have a car pick you up or whatever, and you're, you know, into that 30A area in about 25 minutes. And that's just such a beautiful piece of um, beachfront property. I mean, the Gulf and the white sands, and, you know, it, it, it kind of goes from Fort Morgan all the way down to, I, I guess, the crook in the peninsula of Florida. But that area where you're talking about has grown, and it is so successful now. Uh, and it's, it's really a wonderful place to go and a great place to I just love. And uh, we did it this past summer. We, we got everybody except one of our children. Jennifer couldn't make it from Texas. But to have all your children back in a totally different f- scenario where you're buying them water wings <laughs> and yeah. taking them to, to – uh, yeah. and, and no offense, but you're, uh, you're taking them to the, to the little shack uh, kind of restaurants to get fish burgers or whatever. And, and now, you know, you're going to cobalt and, uh, it's just, it's, it's a wonderful deal. And, uh, man, I tell you what, the last 15 minutes should be brought to you by the Gulf coast, um, tourism board. And we should uh, receive a, do remotes uh, <laughs> all summer. <laughs> yes. Oh God. You remember we used to do that. We used to get paid to go to the beach. What a great life all that was. Long. We need to bring it back. Oh, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. uh, hey, let's take a break. When we come back. I will touch on that. What I think is a funny story involving some tweets from NASCAR, but uh, we'll do that on the other side of this break. You're listening to the Jay Barker show. I'm Matt Coulter and he is not on, uh, one of the world's most beautiful beaches, but, uh, I don't know. He may be at the Lincoln Memorial, but uh, Lars will be back tomorrow. We'll enjoy that. Uh, Jay, unfortunately, is back from the beach. And uh, we're broadcasting live from AVX. Back in a flash.
You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. One in seven men will face prostate cancer. Nearly 500 new cases are diagnosed every day in the U.S. Traditional treatments can cause erectile dysfunction and urinary incontinence. But now there's a new option, high-intensity focused ultrasound, or HIFU. Men who are really looking for an option that really preserves their urinary and sexual function are great candidates for high food treatment. Preserve your quality of life. Call 866-4-VITURO or visit VITUROHealth.com. Hi, it's Jay Barker for AVX, Audio Video Excellence. They are the premier provider for custom audiovisual design and installation in the Southeast. AVX seeks excellence in everything it does, including a superior employee experience. AVX offers employees an industry-leading salary, insurance benefits, and 401k options. AVX technicians also receive the highest level of certification and continue training, making it one of the most awarded and decorated companies in the industry. Career opportunities are available now for technicians in Birmingham and Santa Rosa Beach, Florida. Join the AVX team by contacting them at avxinc.com. Gary Burley here for Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. As a 10-year National Football League veteran, you can imagine my surprise being diagnosed with cancer and starting chemotherapy treatment back in 2014. I suffered from a lot of pain and offered up prayer during those days as I made it into remission. But I developed neuropathy. Anyone that suffers from this condition knows the pain is excruciating. Nerve numbness and tingling along the tissue that won't heal. I tried everything for relief, folks, until my wife suggested I call Dr. Williford of Williford Chiropractic and wellness. I called 205-909-7373 and scheduled an appointment. After three treatments, I began experiencing relief that I haven't had in years. If you're suffering from neuropathy, I suggest you reach out to Dr. Williford and his great staff at WillifordChiropracticAndWellness.com. Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. Give them a call at 205-909-7373. Balance your brain. Balance your life. Hi, it's Jay Barker. I want to tell you about my good friends Craig and Keith at Birmingham Broker. Go online at bhambroker.com. That's bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Got seven kids, man, and we had to sell a lot of cars. And these guys are looking for a lot of inventory. They helped us with all the hassle. No stress for us. They did the process as far as the sales and everything. Handled it all the way through. White glove type service. You'll love it. Again, it's bhambroker.com. Sell your car through bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Hi, it's Jay Barker for Siebel's in downtown Homewood, and now's the time to get your special place ready. Come in and let Siebel's design your porch with Kingsley Bait Outdoor Furniture and one of their custom swinging beds. For the great room, you're going to need their Carson Swivel Recliner. Siebel's is the number one Carson Recliner dealer in the country, and Sarah and I, we've got one, and we absolutely love it. Be sure also to check out their famous custom-made beds and bunk beds built by Siebel's and made up with some of their best linens in town. Their staff can truly put your bed together like no other store. You can also follow Siebel's and shop on Instagram and Facebook. And be sure to call or go by their special store in downtown Homewood. The number is 800-448-1962. That's 800-448-1962. And just for listening, go to Siebel'sCottage.com and order anything you want and type in Jay Barker for a special discount code. That's Jay Barker for a special discount code available only to our listeners for a limited time on The Jay Barker Show. Siebel's in downtown Homewood or online at Siebel'sCottage.com. 
It's Antonio Langham here to tell you about the easiest way to buy your tickets to your next high school game. Have you ever had to wait in line to buy a high school ticket or stop to get cash on the way to the game? There has to be a better way. There is. It's called GoFan. Check out GoFan.co the next time you need a ticket for your high school game. GoFan is easy, fast, and completely secure. You can buy tickets directly from your phone and just show the ticket at the gate. Download the GoFan app or visit GoFan.co now. That's C. Letter O. Back on the Jay Barker Show, man, Coker along with Jay. Josh Smith and Jonathan Thomas are with us as well. One's at Crawford, the other one's at Tide 100.9, which is our flagship station in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. All right, here's a story that I hope most of you take uh, uh, with a grain of salt in, in how I find it funny. And I don't mean that in a racist way, but people will find out a way to make it that way, as I think they have here. Um, if you saw the end of the race in Talladega, the Geico 500, um, Kyle Larson and the five Chevrolet drifted up and, and literally it just almost looks like he blew, blown a tire, but he, but he went up and took another driver into the wall and Denny Hamlin was not involved in it anymore, but his teammates were. And, um, he got on Twitter afterwards and he took a little clip from a family guy. And I think most of you are familiar with family guy. They have no political filter, and they get away with it because they have no political filter. There's no agenda because they insult everybody, uh, kind of the way Don Rickles used to be. But uh, I- anyway, uh, he took a clip that had an Asian driver. Uh, you know, you know, and the, the the general thinking is they're bad drivers. I'm not saying they are, um, but he has. The woman in 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 the car. You see, Jay, I'm, I'm hesitant because you have to be so careful on how you word this. But anyway, uh, she's eventually cutting across traffic and splice to the end of the Geico 500, and, and it you know kind of looks like you know a cartoon life turns into real life. And I, I thought it was it was a funny jab, but then you have to remember that. Uh, Two really big things play in here. Um, Kyle is Japanese-American. Kyle also served a one-year suspension two years ago from NASCAR for a racial slur that he made while iRacing uh, online. Uh, so it, it almost, in that way, kind of goes full circle. But in a lot of ways, I just want to go, hey, America lighten up here, but I, I don't know who made the call. If, if somebody, his PR guys went, Hey, Denny, you need to take that down and apologize, which he did very, you know, this morning, but I, I get to a point, Jay, and I don't mean to bring, bring you into the political arena here, but I was go, Hey, can, can we just laugh a little bit here? That was meant to be funny, but I guess someone, and the best I can tell, maybe it was Twitter. Maybe Elon Musk got involved here and said, take that down. I don't know. And I don't no, want to put you in no, no, no. jeopardy no, here. He what did you think? 
he never done that. I don't think and, so. And what's amazing, it, yeah, if you, if you go up to the very beginning of that thread that uh, I think Josh was on just now, I think you're still on it now. If you go to the, the very beginning, it says he um, – there you go. Let's see. talks about – says um, – and I'm sorry, this is not good for radio. But it, it, it just said that to his friend, like that they're friends. I mean, this is not – he was being just like funny using something off of a very famous cartoon and probably did not even think there it is right there. Denny Hamlin apologized for an offensive tweet directed at his friend Kyle Larson, which was reviewed or viewed by some as racially insensitive. And I don't know. We're just, we're in that place and time where people get offended and it's probably not even him. It was people that he feels like, well, I got to jump on board of this or whatever else. I, you know, look, Kyle Larson's people after the first one happened probably should have just pulled his social media and said, you're never going to be able to handle your social media ever again. <laughs> so if anything happens, we can blame it on the person that did it, not you. But um, I don't know. I mean, it's just it, we're, we're in a very, very different time right now. It used to be comedians. If people went back, which they have, and, and you went back and listened to from Richard Pryor to, um, you know, just all the great uh, comedians and even even in sports. I mean, even from stuff that happened in NASCAR 30 years ago or happened in football and things that were said or whatever else, you know, a lot of it was done in humor and it was funny and people can make fun of themselves and, and laugh and cut up. And I, I wish that we would just get back to that sort of thing. I mean, think about I mean, I mean Archie Bunker. That I mean that whole ser- that would never play today, um, you know. Um, no. Sanford's son, Sanford's son, would never play today. And I thought that it, what we grew up in, was that it was a chance to really kind of take a look at all different sides of things and, and see it for what it was and talk about it, create discussion around it, all that kind of stuff. And I don't know. I mean. I, people our age and, and, and again, and, and I'm, not, I'm not saying this about the young people either. Cause I've got, you know, kids that, you know, they think, Hey, let's have fun. Let's talk. And there's just a certain point that you, you know, you can't go over this line or you can't say this particular word, but at the same time, I think it's in those moments where, where humor is used that creates conversations. And, and maybe this is one of them, you know, I, I mean, I don't think that this, this is a punishable action. I don't think it was meant to be harmful. I think it was meant to be funny. No, um, I do too. But in addition to being funny, sometimes you just have to be very, very careful where you step. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it, at any point did Denny go, uh-oh, this is, I, I think he did it to poke fun at his friend. Boom. Yes. Yep. Who happens yep. to be yep. uh, a Japanese American. And, and I don't know if it's because of what happened, uh, and the, the ruling on the suspension of Kyle Larson two years ago. I don't, I don't know if that had anything to do with it. Uh, I think not, really. Uh, it's just somebody somewhere along the line said, uh, we, we need to be careful here. Let's bring it back. Uh, but, I, think some, uh, I think sometimes people, the people that are the most outraged by it are the ones who actually view it that way. Does that make sense? Run that by me one In other more words, time. Run it by me one well, more time. The, the, the ones who get most offended, I think, are the ones who actually have the heart that would think that way. The ones who are saying it or the ones that are trying to be funny, they're saying it out of humor or they're saying it out of love for another person or cutting up. I've been in locker room. I mean, if you, if, I, if there would have been social media in locker rooms, guys got going back and forth about oh. this or that or the other, 
it was all out of brotherly love. It was all out of like fun and like cutting up and messing around. And the only ones that I ever saw get offended were the ones who actually had bad hearts or, or seemed to have that view, you know, ah, oh, you can't say that, you know, da, 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 whatever else. And like, dude, this is my best friend. Like we're talking back and forth. He's dogging on me. I'm dogging on him and things are being said and we love each other. And the ones who normally are the most offended I'm telling you are the ones who are the, the, are the worst are the ones who are actually the ones yeah. that have the heart to think that way. Um, I agree. Just, just and my, as my long opinion. as we're going down this road, one, and I have one here, there seems to be a certain segment of our society today that doesn't look at, at a, a, a video or written word or spoken word over the radio and television. They don't look at it for its face value, which is information, or in this case, it's humor. They look, they immediately look, they might see the humor in it initially, but the next thing, in likelihood, the first thing, the first thing these, this group of our society is going to look for is how can I find something negative here and turn this around uh, when that was never yeah. its intent, but that's their intent to make somebody look bad or make somebody take something back. Um, I personally am, uh, I'm quite past and over that. All right. Have you got one more Me rant too. in you, Jay? Or, we, okay. Let's, uh, let's table that break. issue. <laughs> Because uh, we got a we got a couple of things that I'd like to talk to. Uh, one of them is um, Herbert Jones, Jay. We we talked about him uh, briefly with uh, Mick Gillespie, and I just I love what that guy's doing. Uh, there's also a, a little bit of news concerning Jacksonville State University and University of North Alabama, the Lions and the Gamecocks. When I was a child, man, that was a rivalry. It was Florence State back then. But uh, they're going to pick that back up in, the, in, in a very cool location. I'm loving that. So uh, we'll come back after this break, and uh, Jay, uh, Jay and I will wrap up the show. And we'll tackle those two small but important issues in just a moment. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. Roll Tide, the best sports talk, period. Your home for Alabama Alabama sports. sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. We'll forecast a clearing sky this afternoon. Much cooler today, the high 71. Clear tonight with the low at 43. For tomorrow and Thursday, a good supply of sunshine both days with a warming trend. The high tomorrow 76. For Wednesday, the high 81. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 68 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Back on the Jay Barker Show, it's Matt and Jay. I found this in the morning paper. Actually, it wasn't the paper. Whatever you know, platform I was searching. I thought I thought it was very cool having grown up in Huntsville and being a big fan of the Gulf South Conference. Um, particularly, you had UNA out of Florence, which is Florence State then. Uh, then you, you had Troy and you had Jacksonville State. And, man, there was some fierce rivalries at what we then called the Division II football. Um, but I, I saw this morning where UNA, the Lions, formerly Florence State, and Jacksonville State, 
have scheduled a game for Toyota Field, which is where the trash pandas play up in Huntsville. Technically, it's Madison. But they are going to play on October 15th. And I just thought that was a, a great renewal. And they, they have played. I think I watched them play in Jacksonville maybe a couple of years ago. And they may have played, together, played against each other. But they're no longer at the same level, so they don't do that on a consistent basis. But um, I really like the fact that they are bringing that back. Other thing I wanted to bring up is uh, we talked about it earlier. Is I just I love what Herb Jones is doing, and I'll be honest with you, I knew he'd be a good NBA player, but I I didn't realize how good he was going to be, and for that I apologize. But he's doing everything with the rebounds, with the blocks. Now he's scoring uh, assists and steals. It's just great to see a guy that you know has been busting his butt and busting his butt through injuries. And now he is, uh, you know, he's he's receiving the accolades, the money, and, you know, the accolade, um He's receiving what he has actually earned, Jay. That's, I like that. There's no doubt. And, and you look at just what he's done, um, I guess, 13 points, two rebounds, three assists, two steals, three blocks uh, in that game against, uh, what was it, they won against Phoenix 118-103. And, the thing, too, is it's the three-point shot attempt blocks. That's what's really special about him. It shows his hustle and his, you know, just his want to and getting out there and putting that pressure on the shooters. But he has been a, a great player for them. And, man, I'm telling you, they they love him, love him. So uh, I think uh, he's got a bright future ahead of him and got such a great work ethic, can play defense, just does all the right things. If you haven't, you need to go. And, of course, we're showing it on our streaming Go look at his blocks. It's not like somebody's driving a lane, he swats away a layup. Mm-hmm. He is out on the perimeter, like the three-point line, and he is swatting them away, and then he gets mad because he doesn't get the ball back because, <laughs> you know, it goes out of bounds, and he's upset with himself. But uh, if there's a player that's given more effort right now in the NBA, Jay, uh, <laughs> I'd like to see him. Anyway, what else you yeah. got? Yeah, I thought it was pretty interesting. I saw this article this morning talking about the portal – and uh, some of the studies that they've done with it and, and on it, 54% of FBS players who entered the portal enrolled and uh, enrolled at uh, or did not enroll at a new or I'm sorry, enrolled at a new school. So 46% did not actually stay with their school or somehow did not make it uh, through the portal. But the numbers they're putting up is over the last couple of years and a move that uh, really was really trying to provide, I think, transparency in regard to the transfer portal, according to Tom uh, Van Haren of ESPN, that staff writer who wrote this article, pretty amazing. Uh, when you look at just during the, f- the two-year period shown in the infographics provided by the NCAA, 5% of student-athletes who entered the portal withdrew their name, while 41% remained active in the transfer portal. The data also showed an increase of more than 950 FBF players entered the portal from July 19th to July 2020. 1,583, that's the, t- that's the total number, to August of 2021, which was 2,539. So the NCAA has not seen the most active months or have seen the most active months uh, coming in December and January. No surprise there because of football and uh, maybe some basketball stuff there as well, with 38% of the two- 2021 entrants coming in those two months. And the transfer portal has become more popular over the years. We've seen it with a one-time transfer rule now without penalty, which is backed by the numbers on the NCAA site. In 2020, there were 587 undergrad students who entered the portal and enrolled enrolled at new schools, whereas there were 950 in 2021. Now, that sharp increase has continued to rise in this year of 2021-2022. 
And the numbers are expected to be even higher than the two previous years. Now, in the research that the NCAA conducted, it shows that only 59% of scholarship FBS football players who entered their name in the transfer portal transferred to another school received a scholarship at the next destination. Among those scholarship players who entered the portal, 33%, 834, still remain active, and 8% transferred without aid, which is crazy. Go from scholarship to no scholarship. Uh-huh. So FBS football oh. saw the most yeah, student athletes transfer 2,538 uh, of any sport. Uh, men's basketball had the highest percentage of student athletes. The portal with 31% at 1692. And of the athletes entering into the 2021, the FBS was 16% of uh, FBS saw 16% of its athletes enter the portal while women's basketball had 22%, 1134 enter during the 12 month period. So the uh, NCAA analyzed the data for all sports under its jurisdiction, found that only 30% or 9,101 of the Division One athletes who entered the portal across all sports transferred and received athletic aid at their new school. 47%, 14,293 of all entrants remain active. Which what That's you're saying, name. active is they're the not anywhere. That's right. They're yeah. just they're hanging there, hanging out in the portal. Uh, nobody's claimed them or, or, or called them. I, I, I'd like to know, and I, I don't see it in this article, but it may be somewhere. Uh, it seems to me that if you've got like, let's say you're a three or maybe even a four star recruit and you sign with, uh, I don't know, let's say South Carolina and it's just not working for whatever reason. And you get into the portal. It seems to me that this would be the opportunity for the FCS schools to grab a player that could come in and maybe help them right right away, uh, but I guess, I guess that's not happening. If they're if they're what is it? You, you gave me a percentage. How many are in a port? Forty something. Forty seven percent or fourteen thousand two hundred ninety three. Then this is all sports. Oh. Yeah, so that, that but that's still right. a high number for I me mean, for all sports. But those are athletes who are actually had. They had student aid or athletic aid um, and now remain active in the portal and looking for a destination. But so that's that's the downside is that you know, it's, it's almost like it's almost like the NBA draft or the NFL draft that you get your grade. Right. So before you make your decision, make sure you have a destination. If you don't have a destination, then be careful putting yourself in that portal. I mean, unless you're just a superstar or a guy like, you know, Jermaine Burton or if you're a you know, uh, Jameer Gibbs, those type of players, you're going to get picked up. And and really right now, I think a lot of the young, say young, the, a lot of the lower division schools, Matt, are having a harder time dealing with the portal than the power fives because the power fives have tons of people working on it, looking at the portal daily, figuring out guys that they could bring in and stuff like that. So that's where they've got to get better at those lower divisions. These other kids can have opportunities. Well, and uh, the ones on the high end of it, it's a win-win, uh, particularly if you're headed to a school like the University of Alabama, uh, where suddenly you can play on a national championship team. Suddenly you you feel, feel a void on that team. And by the way, uh, there's that NIL money coming your way as well. So uh, as we've often talked about, Jay, the toothpaste is out of the tube and um, it, it seems to be going everywhere. I don't know how you pull it back together, do you? I don't. Uh, I mean, I, I, there was no guardrails put up to begin with, and now it's kind of the wild, wild west, the collectives, and just all this other stuff that's going on. And we've heard some of the older coaches talk about it. But it's going to be a great topic. One I 
kind of wanted to talk about over the next week is, is this the best thing for the players? Yeah. Is this the best thing for the game? Or even college athletics? It hasn't gone too far already. We'll talk more about it in the coming days. We will indeed. That and, of course, the NFL draft is coming up. Uh, thanks to Josh. Thanks to Jonathan. Thank you, Jay. Matt saying good, goodbye until tomorrow. Bye. Thanks, guys. Hi, this is Wes McClellan.